Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Welcome, everybody. It's that time again. It's that time again. Insane in the membrane. I love this. I love doing this podcast. It's good to good to good. It's good getting in your ears. I mean, your ears. I love that. Nice to be in your ears. You could you could do some. You could do clean them out though. Get some. I don't. That's the thing. What do you clean them out with? Because they say that cotton buds are not good for you. But what else is there? You can't let it build up. I don't know. Tip a kettle of hot kettle of water in there. I don't know. Anyway, I just said it. I ran out of cotton buds every week and then I got some after a couple of days and then, oh my God, candles came out. Candles. Anyway, let's, let's, let, you know what we have to do first before we get into the admin. We go, before we get into the show is the admin, sorry. That's what we have to do. So the admin, here we are. And what we want you to do, this would really help us out. We want you to become a Patreon. Abs- abs- that's it. That's it. That's what you want to do. That helps us keep the lights on. Become a patron. And with that, you get exclusive access to over 50 archive interviews and early access to our studio cam field interviews. So, yes, there are videos. If you want to see them before everyone else, become a patron. So, go to patreon.com forward slash membrane podcast or through the link tree link in the podcast description and all of my social medias. It's all in the bio. So, it was, you'll see it. It'll say link tree. Just click on that. That takes you to everything that we do from my website to all the social media stuff uh, to booking producer Paul as your producer oh yeah that's a thing you can do that so yeah click on the link tree that'll take you there become a Patreon right it's only a couple of quid a month and that helps us keep this podcast going that's all we want you to do so do that for us that would be great and like we say you get exclusive access to over 50 archive interviews and early access to our studio cam field interviews oh yeah what's not to love so uh what have i been up to oh just the usual really running around just running around making people laugh getting on top of me admin uh i sorted out my car stuff that got sorted out eventually it became it just became such a big deal the car because it was a finance car and then I, it didn't work it broke down and then all this stuff and I was like, it built up in my head and then when i spoke to people they were all like oh no that's fine we'll just have the car back you just pay off what you owe and then that'll be it i was like oh, why didn't i do this ages ago so that's anyway that's what happened got that sorted out and then it's amazing once you talk to people and i'm one of the ones that day i'm always like, oh, i gotta to talk to people when you actually do it my god does your world change honestly just by talking to people 
it's, it's amazing, isn't it? Who knew? Who knew? So yeah, that was dealt with. I got all that out of the way. Um, and then the gigs, doing the gigs, the gigs. I'm, I'm smashing the gigs. I'm on, a, I'm on, a, I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. I'm having a great time. So if you, if you see me anywhere. Come and see me. Come, come and see me on a bill. If you see me on a bill, on a post with me like that, come along. Come and see me. Uh, I'm having a great time, and you'll have a great time in my company. Cause I'm bloody funny. Oh yeah. Anyway, so this week's episode, uh, my guest is the brilliant Mike Cox. I've gigged with Mike a few times. Um, I, we, you know, we get on. We have a nice time, and then uh, he's a good lad, very funny boy, a brilliant comedian. We've never really had a proper chat before. Not, not a proper. Like, you know, we're at gigs. And sometimes the gigs are a little bit weird, and so you, you, there's a weird kind of camaraderie between you. You kind of like it solidifies your friendship almost. Like that's the thing with comedians. When you go through a shitty gig, a hard gig, you kind of like, we will always have this moment where we bonded in this in this weird time. Uh, and Mike and I have had that, and he's a he's a good lad, and it's a real a real pleasure to talk to him, you know, because he's like me, you know, we're working class, and you know, we 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 have the same sort of outlook on things, and it was a really nice chat, and he's a nice guy, and through these conversations, because like I say, we only see each other at gigs, you, it's really nice to get to know people on a different level, and you know, they open up to you on this podcast, and it and it's nice to know. You go, oh shit, oh, I thought you were pretty solid and you're just that, but you've still got your own insecurities. Which is the same for most people. Everyone everyone goes through different things, don't they? Like some days you feel more confident than others. Sometimes, you know, yeah, yeah, so we're all the same. We're all ebbing and flowing and we're moving around. No one's really properly sorted. Everyone's everyone's got something going on at some point or other, you know. And then sometimes you have a bit of calm. It's this whole part of being a human being. And that's why I love talking to these people. And that's why I love talking to Mike Cox. He's a top dude. And you're going to have a great time listening to him. So coming up in a minute is Mike Cox. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A podcast from producer paul.co.uk. 
Insane in the membrane. Mike, sorry about the delay today, mate. No worries, mate. Train's cancelled, was it? Fucking, how does anyone get in and out of Brighton? I don't get it. Every, every time I try to leave or go, yeah, they yeah. just, two trains on the bounce, cancelled. And they go, oh, well, good luck. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's it, isn't it? They, 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 um, they get fined for everyone that's late. So they just go, definitely won't be late if it's not there. Fuck it. <laughs> Is that what it is? Yeah, they just yeah. go fuck it. It keeps yeah. it, 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 it keep coming up going. Ah, oh, there's not enough staff. Not enough staff. Yeah, well, there, there might be a case for that, but there's also yeah. One of the things that they get fined for every late train. So <sighs> if they know it's going to be late, they'll just cancel it because it's cheaper. My God! And we just all, we all just stood there like lemons. It's funny because yeah. I was told to get the bus. They said get. I was going because I was coming here at Tunbridge Wells. And get the bus, mate. You're better off getting a bus. It's straight through. It's a couple of hours, but you'll have plenty of time to do whatever. I know yeah. old fucking Johnny knows more. I'll get the train. It's better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Idiot. it has to be a pretty extreme circumstance to willingly get on a bus, doesn't it? I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a working class thing where we feel... Because <laughs> we, we grew up on buses, so we get, we're get yeah. we like... Oh, I, I don't know. It feels a little bit... Not beneath you. I used to drive buses, so... I don't know. I don't know. I don't the thing know is, you is. know what sort of bus? It's always like it's always loud kids with music, or <laughs> like dangerous people. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and as the and the further you go into the day, the more dangerous the people get. Yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> when I was a. I remember being a bus driver, and I was. I pulled up at a bus stop, and this fella in a big old mat got on. This is this was in the evening, and he paid his money, and he went upstairs. And in the next bus stop, these two coppers got on, these two plainclothes coppers, and they just went, they put their idea on the perspective. So I went, wait here. And then they went upstairs and they got the fella. He had a machete under his coat. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> well, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I did, because it was raining. So I thought, well, yeah, bloke's going to have a coat on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. But they were so cool. And I thought they must have been following him or something because they were yeah. so cool and calm. And they've obviously gone, we'll go to the next bus stop, not to cause a. And I just, yeah, you don't know. Buses, but with trains, doesn't really happen, does it? You don't get people wandering about with weapons. I suppose, well, I, I don't know, the, the train from uh, Liverpool Street to Leon C. That's a moody old train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, the train just has like a stigma of business attached to it. Yeah. Yeah, where the bus, not so much. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's funny, yeah, no one's, no one's <laughs> oh, I'll get the bus, I'll get a few emails done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just want to hang on to your belongings, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to get up, get uh, like connect eyes with some with some lunatic <laughs> with no shoes on. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, oh, mate. How you been anyway? You all right? Yeah, all right, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Nice, mate. Like, this is it, by the way. We just get into it. Cool. We, yeah, I fine. do all the intros later on and all that. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, how's things? Good. You all right? Yeah, just plugging away. You know, what it's like just fucking yeah. constantly looking for gigs. Like, yeah. Begging for gigs. Please remember me. Do you remember a few years ago when I gigged and it went all right? And they go, no. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to come. We haven't seen you for a while. You've got to come back and yeah, yeah, yeah. trial for it. Although I had the opposite today, uh, uh, yesterday. So last night, someone messaged me and they went, oh, are you doing this gig in Welling? Uh, Wedding Garden City. And I, oh my God. and I looked and I'm on the bill. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, have I done it again? So I'm always <laughs> fucking up my diary. Yeah. I'm like, have I done it again? I'm like, I don't remember even booking this in. And I couldn't find it. Couldn't be, I even had to put out a thing on Facebook going, does anyone know who books this? <laughs> and then I found it. It was it was our mate, Math Brownlee. I remember him ages oh, yeah. ago. And he'd gone, 
do you want to, can you do this gig? And I went, no, mate, I'm busy. I'm really sorry. And then he went, well, that's all right. He goes, look, I'll put your name forward anyway. So if you do end up in the, in the listings, yeah. don't panic. <laughs> and I totally forgot he'd said that. <laughs> uh, it's the worst, isn't it? When you forget, yeah. when you double book yourself. Oof. I've only ever forgotten a gig once. Yeah. And that was like, I, I, I think I just got either the day, wrong day or the wrong week. And I remember sitting at home and I put the kids to bed and uh, I just get a message from someone that goes, how far away are you, mate? I'm sat on the sofa in, in my football shorts, just having my dinner. And I'm like, what do you mean how far away? And I see you sent it and I look and I go, oh, shit. No. And uh, they basically just had to swap because it wasn't, thank God, wasn't too far away from where I live. It was about an right. hour. They just moved it around and I made it. And I was just like, I'm so sorry. Mate. Oh, mate. But that's the Fuck. closest. I've had it when Jared Christmas messaged me and said, where are you? It was at the comedy store. And he said, where are you? And I went, I mean, I can't remember where I was. I was up north or something. And he went, you're supposed to be on at the store tonight doing a uh, doing an open spot or something like that. <laughs> I shit myself. And he got it wrong. Luckily, he got it wrong. Oh, he got it wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. That, it just, you just feel all your insides just fall out of your body. <laughs> yeah, and you suddenly just go, well, that's it. I might as well give up comedy. I might as well give up comedy. <laughs> yeah, they're never going to book me. That will spread. They'll all find out I did this. <laughs> I went to the extreme last night. I was like, do you know what? Maybe it's just easier to just kill myself because I would stop fucking my diary up then. I'm like, what are you thinking about? What's wrong with you? Why has it got to be that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that will solve a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I'm after, I won't have to worry about trains getting cancelled. I don't have to worry, yeah. about, worry about the kids. Just... <laughs> it's mad how, how your brain goes to that point or goes yeah. to extremes and you go, and you have to sort of like pull yourself back and go, what are you what are you doing like i know yeah. my brain's just mucking around but what a, what a place to go to i sometimes wonder if it's almost like your body just going like this is a complete shit show let's just read it <laughs> <laughs> yeah like reboot you just go yeah. oh well, you know we'll just switch it on and off again yeah yeah uh, what it doesn't realize is you don't come back on again <laughs> but that's it you can't comprehend what it must be like to not be here anymore yeah so it just goes oh yeah and i think that's a lot of like we su suicide comes up a lot on here and people, I think that's what it is. Your brain kind of goes, look, just, just just do that. And then that pain will stop. And then you'll come back and we just carry on. And I think that's that's where a lot of that's where a lot of people go to in those extremes. I don't yeah. think, because you don't, I can't comprehend. I mean, people say when you're dead, it's like you're asleep. So it's the same thing. You're not aware of. Yeah. But that just, I can't get my head around it. Like not being here anymore. I know. I've, I've Man, think about that a bit. Yeah. Like. Now I've got two kids now and right. I just like don't, I cannot ever imagine as hard as my life would get that I wouldn't, that I would leave them. Yeah. And I've had like points in my, in, in sort of more recent years where I've just gone, this is hard. Like, mm. have I got to do this every day for the rest of my life? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then you see, you see them and go, actually it'll be harder for them. Yeah. If So, I mean, I'm lucky to have that, that mindset because obviously when it, other people are affected by it, their mindset is they're better off without me. Yes. Whereas I, I don't think that. Arrogantly think that, yeah, yeah they're better off. <laughs> yeah. As hard as it is, everyone yeah. will be gutted. <laughs> is oh. your mic... Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Uh, what, um, is, what is that? Yeah. Sorry, Mike. Mike's got some uh, microphone issues, I think. Mate, it's just the, just the beauty of technology. We're supposed to be in the future, and yet... It still fucks us over. Well, that's what tech is, isn't it? I feel that just tech is just go like, right, does it sort of work? Get it out there. The sheep will buy it. And then when it when it goes wrong, they'll let you blame themselves or they'll yeah. pay for us to fix it. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And we'll just, we'll just, we'll, when they say like, oh, we've updated the systems and all that, they go, well, why you do that before? Why have yeah, you yeah. got, why are you updating it? Yeah. And you go like, oh, what Android version are you on? I, was like, I, I don't know. You ever look at it, it's like 29 or whatever. I don't know what yeah. it is. But like, I mean, I, only, I feel like I only updated it two weeks ago. Why can you not have waited? Or I don't know. <laughs> I find it, it when it, it's, it's, where, yeah, I, I, it's, I know we need it. But it's the, I don't know. So I think we've got enough now. That's what annoys me. And that's not me just being an old curmudgeon. It's like, I love technology. I love, yeah. I, and I'm not one of those people who go, oh, I'm a bit of a technophobe. You go, just send a fucking email, granddad. But, <laughs> you know, oh, I don't know how to do that. It's just, you go, it's just a text, mate. Yeah. Right? But I think we've got enough now. Like, TVs are, are just as good as, they're better than the cinema was when we were kids. Yeah. Or when I was a kid, definitely. And, you know, we've, we've got enough now. It's like, why don't we yeah. focus now on actual people rather than trying to get as much money out of people as possible? Some of the tech is pointless as well. I've got a t my TV is a few years old now, but it's got the camera on the top where if you want to do that, if you want to put the volume up and down, what you do is you raise your finger and you turn it like that. And then the menu comes up and then you use your finger and you just go like that and it raises the volume. <laughs> right? How is that any easier than just picking a remote up and doing that? <laughs> Like, it's not, is it? <laughs> There's got to be a reason why it's getting to this, what they, I don't know. But they're fucked, like Bill Burr said, they're fucking up to something. Yeah. Something's going on. Because like, why Why do you need that? And that, why has yeah. it got to be, we're going to, like, I think they want it to be, like, minority minority report, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, should we uh, see what's on the iPlayer? <laughs> With the little gloves and that. Yeah, that was it. You'd be shouting out, babe, where's the where's the telly gloves? <laughs> I've only got one of them, like like other mitts. I've only got one of the telly. Where's the other telly glove? I told you to put them back by the telly. Yeah, I've got the rewind one. I need the fast forward one. <laughs> oh, you kids, have you been fucking around with the telly gloves again? <laughs> They've been cooking with them in the kitchen. You're like, ah, oh, you... I don't know. These are daddy's gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Pink ones for, for the wife. <laughs> yeah. What did you get for Christmas? Just got some uh, bespoke telly gloves. <laughs> I love daddy on them. <laughs> oh, yeah. A pint of beer like embroidered on the back of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. But that, I mean, you know, yeah, you're right. I love, I'm, I do love technology. And I'm, you know, I'm like, it blows my mind about Alexa and things like that. Like I, I said yesterday to, to my missus and I went, I said, yeah, we're in the, that was it, we're in the car. And she said, she asked me a question and I went, I don't know. And she went, oh, you're fucking useless as Google. I went, look, I know you're used to just asking the sky for, uh, yeah. asking the sky questions, but you're in the car now. <laughs> <laughs> these bloody kids. Yeah. They don't, they don't know they're born, these, these young'uns. How do you find it all? Do you Because right? how old are your kids now? So my oldest is uh, five and a half, and yeah. my youngest will be three in August. Wow. How are you yeah. finding it? Because now they're finding out about themselves and about the world around them. And Yeah. So, like, um, don't worry too much about my youngest. So she's obviously still like that age where she's just bundling about, not really yeah. like. But my son, I worry about him all the time because he's, like, quite, um, he's very emotional. Right. He's like a very gentle boy. and um, But he also just wants to be everyone's friend. And, uh... like... My fear is, like, not everybody's like you. 
and you'll go off and you'll end up trying to be people's friends and then you'll end up getting hurt. Whereas I've, yeah. you know, as you're a bit older and you develop that wall of cynicism, you're just like, <laughs> you're going to have to earn it if you even want me to say hello to you. And like, <laughs> now he's just like, well, like when he was a bit younger, he'd walk along and he'd go, uh, hello. And then somebody would just ignore him. Like who ignores Oof. a f- child? What? Oh, not, yeah, what? Yeah. And he would go, they didn't say hello to me. Oh, mate, my heart. Yeah, and I just go, that's what some people are like, mate. That's what oh, I like. God. Sort your life out, mate. It's fucking yeah. hard out there. Yeah. If you can't cope with this, son. <laughs> mate, no hope long for slog for you. <laughs> I was the same, though. I was always saying hello to people, and I had this, I did, when I was younger, I did have this need to be liked by everybody. And when I was a manager, I was a manager of a bar. And I remember the owner saying, mate, he goes, you can't be friends with everybody. you got to, because I just, I, I mean, things would get done, the work would get done and the bar was great, but yeah. it was still a case of me, I would rather they liked me rather than being a bit of a prick manager. Yeah, I'm the same as well. I, like, uh, and it's parts of my career as a, as a trainer, I found, um, like not a personal trainer, as you'd tell if you ever met me physically. But, um, <laughs> that was a while ago. A no, no, teacher no. of things, yeah. Um, that... I always try to be sort of like everyone's mate, but then it makes it a bit harder. So yeah. I had to develop this thing where like, if I was training someone, I'd be like, I'll be cool with you. But the moment like you put me in a position where I have to tell you off, then I'll switch on you. Mm. Uh, and that can throw people. It makes you feel weird when you have to do it. Yeah. I'd rather just do it occasionally than have to sort of that be part of my personality. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. I tell you what as well, what this comes up a lot lately in conversations, when it's someone else just being an asshole, their behaviour is shit. Like all the yeah. time, you're like, oh fuck, why are they like this? And then you put up it for a, for a while, and then you turn around, and you go, oi, can you stop? You're being a fucking dickhead. Yeah. And that's when they go, and then you become the asshole, and they go, oh, what's wrong with you? You're not normally like that. You're like, no, because I put up with it up to a point. Yeah. And I, you've pushed me to a point where I have to unleash this shit. And now I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. So that's what it was like as a train. Like, yeah, sometimes yeah. you'd have somebody do something. Um, so basically, uh, I used to train uh, people to be police officers. Right. And, uh, I don't know what it was, but these people were adults, right? And they would suddenly- You were a police revert- officer as well. You weren't just like- Oh, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was, was going to say, you were just like, I'll do that. I'll, I'll teach you how to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, that's what Twitter is, isn't it? Just people <laughs> telling the police how they should do their job. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, so I was a police officer for a while and I would train, I moved into the training department and I trained uh, uh, various ages, but you know, sort of early 20s was the most. And they would like revert back to like being in school and you'd have to go around and you'd go, come on, mate, you know, this is like a disciplined service, fold your sleeves down. You don't work at Hollister. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, You'd have to do that a lot. And and I'd say to people at the beginning, you know, this is a uniform service. You have to, you know, present yourself in a certain way. Whilst you're here in training school, I do not want to at any point have to pull you aside and pull you up on the way you've dressed yourself. So you're an adult and it doesn't, <laughs> I don't feel good pulling you aside and saying you're not dressed properly. Yeah, so yeah, please yeah. don't put me in that position. And then they would, and I'd go, right, fold your sleeves down, polish your boots or whatever. Yeah. And then later on, like they just ignore you again and you just have to go, right, in here now. Yeah. Come in. Like I had My. it literally recently where a former student of mine came to a gig and, uh, he was, we had a bit of banter in the front row. It was quite an intimate gig. So it was all right to just tell everyone what he was and how we knew right. each other. And then he goes, oh yeah, then you went off and told the sergeant that I called you a wanker, you grass. 
And I went, why do you think that is? <laughs> you can't be in the police telling your trainer that he's a wanker. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you just don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not on the, you're not the flats now, mate. It's not the yeah, estate. Exactly. <laughs> as much as I'm all right with banter like, as a person... I have. I still represent a certain hierarchy in the job. Yeah. So I have to tell you if you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing, that's my job. Oh. Don't save it up. Wait till <laughs> I've left the police for a year, then come after me with it. <laughs> what made you want to be a policeman? Money. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Do you know what? That's interesting. There's a there's a, a American comic. I don't know if you've heard of Kyle Kinane. Yeah. And he's got this bit, and he talks about. He goes, "There's, certain, there's a couple of, there's certain kinds of police officers, and there's the ones that you'll come across every now and again. The ones that are like, oh well, you know, it pays more than a post office, and I get a gun. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like so. That was it. He just went, I need a job, need some money. Yeah. It was it well, was a, My mum always said you'd be really good at it, and I was just <laughs> like, no way, I ain't doing that, and not being no scummy old Bill, no way. <laughs> And then I, I went into like, I worked in insurance for a year. I did forklift driving for a year. Right. And then my dad worked over in um, Hove and he um, saw that there was an advert for driving prison vans okay. and it paid about five grand a year more than it did forklift driving. And I figured yeah. a similar sort of thing in it, just driving around lumps. So I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much same thing. <laughs> same thing, isn't it? Uh, it's all logistics mate yeah yeah and i went and did that and um i did that for about three years and while i was there i just listened to the way that criminals spoke about people or life and stuff like that and i just thought these are some of the worst people that you've ever met like mm. i would deal with um i'd be moving murderers and and pedophiles and stuff like that and um, and there's a lot of like lad culture that thinks that they're like oh prisoners we're all the same that you're not there are nah. lads who do some silly stuff and then there are disgusting people. Yeah. And then when I separated the two, and one of the things that really stuck in my mind that prompted me, I was taking like four prisoners into Lewis and on the radio, we're listening in and there was a story where somebody had tried to intervene in something and they, he'd been basically killed. He'd been right. stabbed to death or beaten up. And they all just like, that's what you get. That's what you get for trying to be a hero. Right. And it's like, you lot are just... Yeah. completely broken and that's when i thought oh maybe i could do the police maybe i it's definitely more money maybe i am cut out because i got used to being around them sort of people yeah and then i went and did it for for a bit when i got there i realized that i, I don't have the commitment that it requires <laughs> to do the role it's full on isn't it? it's, 20, it's just you're never off are you no you're never no. off so um you're expected to get involved in things even when you're off duty um, which if you suddenly get a second career like I did, mm. it's not really beneficial if you're on your way to do like a open spot somewhere in London, you see something on a train. I'm not missing my open spot to go and deal with that. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like it starts to stress you out a bit. It and, must have uh, been hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously work, your day job has to take priority. So when you're doing shifts, it took me such a long time to get anywhere when I started comedy, because I was doing shift work. You could only do like two gigs a month yeah first for years so like you don't get anywhere doing that so i spent so much time just treading water yeah just like you know trying to get on spots trying to you know have people remember who you are because you know yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not anywhere and you, you have to get momentum so that's how i ended up in training really i just kept trying to go for jobs where i could have evenings and weekends off and that's just how i ended up there ah, i see yeah must be hard because especially now there's a huge spotlight on the police mm -hmm. and now they've got that uh, what was it? I saw the other day. They're basically under, they're being heavily scrutinised 
Yeah, so the, port, so yeah, yeah, the Met have gone into special measures apparently yeah, because of yeah. their, their hand. I don't really know what that that's all about. I know, I know that it's, um, that the, the the mayor has raised some issues about how the Met are operating and stuff. Mm. The difficult thing is, is that there's like there's thousands and thousands and thousands of police officers, right? Yeah. And there are um, some bell ends. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, there are right, but the I, I mean I was policing in Hampshire, which is obviously a completely different culture, but. I know for a fact that other coppers don't tend to turn a blind eye to stuff. No. Right? There's, that, there's this accusation that's always levied at cops. They always look after each other. They always look after each other. Right? You might get a couple of like um, people that know each other really well, you know, perhaps say like, where was I? I saw um, somebody once, uh, it was a sergeant, and he'd been spat on and right. he gave the prisoner a little dig. Now, no one said anything like, outside of that circle but people yeah. said to him you, you can't do that mate you can't do that and he was like yeah so i just lost it because he spat at me yeah right it wasn't like everyone went yeah held him down and kicked him in he got pulled up on it it just you know he was it wasn't reported no. whereas you also get people i know where people you suddenly you're working with them and they go can i have a word and they've been pulled in the office and three people have gone we saw you do something bad you're being investigated now and that happens loads yeah, yeah where yeah. people just don't tolerate bad behavior from police officers so yeah. this idea that the whole thing's corrupt is, is is a misnomer. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like all jobs, isn't it? There's going to yeah. be good and bad. Yeah. And I think I've got a mate of mine who's, a, who's in, in the force and a lot of the, it was all kicking off a little while ago and he was he was going, I just want to have my say, I want to have my say. I'm like, I know you do. I know you do. But I don't know how you do that because someone, everyone's so up in arms about, they're just blaming the police force for like, you know, the Black Lives Matter thing and then yep. this... I mean, you know, and I don't, I don't know what the answer is to that, but yeah, you're right. There's good and bad in them, and it's. Yeah. I don't imagine. What, I can't imagine what it must be like if you're one of the good ones, and you know, you you want the best for people, because yeah. you can't do your job properly, because you're so restricted by bureaucracy and red yeah. tape, and. Yeah, it's it's so hard. Like yeah. when you turn up and you want to make a difference, and then you you know you're stuck. Uh, with some of the like, you're you're having to do your job with your hands tied behind your back. Mm. Like there's certain things you can and can't do, or, or the paperwork that gets involved with it, and the, the criticism, scrutiny. Like I mean, by all means, the you know if somebody wants to take on the role of you know going around telling people how to live their lives and stuff like that. Then by all means, their decisions should be scrutinised. Mm. But sometimes you know you just have to make the best of a bad situation to then have that decision that you just tried your best yeah. to worry that on Monday morning you you could be in trouble because of, of the something that you thought was the best thing to do at the time. So you're putting your head on a chopping block, really. Yeah. Uh, even though you're trying your best, somebody else, like in a few days' time when the dust has settled, gone, oh, do you know what? I would have done that differently. And yeah. now you're getting, like, that's, that I found was quite stressful. Yeah. So now you're out. Yeah, now I'm out. Yeah, yeah. I've been gone nearly a year now. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, right. And it, I bet you, is it a relief? Yeah, yeah, honestly, such a relief. Like, I spent a long time. So, talking about that criticism thing, yeah, I spent a lot of time. Like, whenever you get that criticism, or you read it in the paper, or you know, you see this thing trending on Twitter, I f I felt like I was taking that personally for a long time. I felt like when people were going, the police are this, police are racist. Mm. Like, yeah. people don't see you as a person no. when you're when you you got a uniform or a badge and stuff. You know, you you're just the same as everybody else. Yeah. You've got no individual thoughts, which I do, uh, but you know, you're not, when you're a police officer, you're not allowed to tell people you're in, you're in your, your viewpoints on politics or whatever, no. you know? Um, 
so when people are just going like all police are racist all police are this all police are that they all protect each other and you're just sat there going like that's nothing like what it is mm. like won't somebody say something to tell them that's wrong yeah and i found that quite stressful so now i'm out of it like i feel much more comfortable so like if i'm on let's say i'm on twitter and i see somebody um spouting off something inaccurate yeah. i will always go that's not how it is in my experience yeah, yeah and i'll yeah. try you know yeah i get a ton of abuse but i don't care anymore but like um most people you know there, there is a community building up on twitter where um there's a lot of anonymous police accounts because people don't want to put their face to stuff right because they can get fired that's just saying this yeah, is right. actually the reality of it mm. this is you know why that that comment is wrong this is what somebody should have said yeah. about this and there's an encouragement for senior officers to stand up for those police officers that are getting filmed and having their clips edited so they look like they're you know they, there's five of them on a person look at this police brutality well that clip was it was you know it's five minutes shorter than it should have been it doesn't show the geezer attacking someone with a shovel no, you know I mean? they, no. so you know the, there's that was that's what i found quite difficult about society is just this constant like want to you know disband get rid of the police they're, they're not they're not you're not worthy yeah and then what would you do well, you'd have, yeah basically yeah if you haven't yeah. got the old bill the people need to realize is that you know when they say oh you know if the police weren't there it'd be fine uh, no you need to understand how many awful people are not doing stuff to you because <laughs> the police are there <laughs> i know i know what you mean having met proper naughty people there are there's just like you you hit the nail you hit the nail on the head when they're like we all, we've all got mates that dabble in this and that and they muck up you know they're they're like low level idiots but yeah. when you meet someone who's like proper naughty, like they're proper gangsters or they're proper, you're like, oh fuck, yeah, they just have a look in their eye. Like like having met someone that's killed someone and you go, yeah. oh, you can just see it's a different level of criminality that you go, I never want to be around those people. Not ever. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. you know, having met someone, I, I, someone I used to know and they were heavily involved in some stuff and he just... He, he, he was my mate, but if it came down to it, he'd chop your fucking head off yeah. if, he, if he had to. And you're like, whoa, that's something else. Yeah. Isn't and it? I bet his version of ha of having to is like a very low threshold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can imagine it don't take a lot. <laughs> yeah. Why'd you cut his head off? He took my last Rizzler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Told you not to step on my trainers. They were new. <laughs> yeah. So now you're out. You're out there, folks. Now you're a full-time comic. Yep. Different stresses and strains. Yep. More of the, <laughs> more the money thing, really, I imagine, yeah. rather than, yeah, you know. But Yeah, it's hard. And um, and just the, the culture of um, gigs getting pulled last minute because audiences aren't going. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a funny old time at the minute. It's all... Yeah. It's all there's some gigs that are thriving. There are some that you, people aren't just going. They're just not going. And, uh, yeah. You know, it's a tricky time. How do you find it... Like you would just go, you were talking about being a parent and you're, yeah. and they're, and they're young kids as well. And I found that I was a kid when I had my own kids, but I did find immediately my worldview changed. All of a sudden I was more aware of shit things yeah. and I wanted to be more protective. And that was 30 years ago. So how does it feel now when it just seems like there's just war and upset and how does yeah. that make you feel? Um, long term, I guess. Uh, well, I haven't really thought about like what climate change might be for them or what the planet might be like. 
Uh, Make sure they can I, swim. <laughs> yeah, because I just I feel like I can't compute how bad that will be. No. Like people keep saying it will you know it'll be awful and you know the sea levels will rise. But I mean, fortunately, my wife's mum and dad live in Barnsley, so if the sea levels do rise, they're going to have a lovely little seaside property in South Yorkshire. <laughs> so, Barnsley, yeah, yeah man. <laughs> love that. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't really know what that's going to look like. Yeah, I worry for them. Mm. You know, you know when they when they're going to be left with this absolutely boiling planet. But I can't compute how that is. I'm more, uh, I spend more time worrying about whether or not I've put them at the right school, mm. whether or not I'm taking them to the, the you know, my son. Uh, I, I try to get him into things that I'm into, but he's not. Like I like football. Yeah, he likes dressing up as female characters from cartoons. Excellent. Like, there's not much I can do about that. <laughs> and then I think, so how do I inter- I worry about how? What do I do with that? Do I? How does that make you? Yeah. How does it make you feel? Because it's, you know, like we've still got old school things pumped into us. So we're, yeah. we're it, weirdly, we're transitioning as well. I'm not saying that, that, that he's, he's transitioning once, but yeah. it's a whole new world to us. Whereas when we were growing up, oh, I, I, I'm a lot older than you. So mm. when I was growing up and if I put a dress on or I put on my mum's shoes, it'd be, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you fucking around with that? Yeah. It would be a bit more like, it would be slapped down. Whereas I imagine now... It's, those old school things are still there, but you're aware that it's wrong to. Yeah. So my know. um, I don't like. I've got no issue with it with him no. doing that because the way I see it is it's it's no it's only it's only the child um, mimicking the, the heroes that they see on television, and we yeah, have yeah, probably yeah. got a lot better at having female heroes. So like you know when he's seen yeah. Frozen and he loves it, he wants to dress up as Elsa, just the same yes. as I imagine some young girls like dressing up as uh, I, I don't know Robin Hood, Peter Pan, that type yeah. of stuff. So I've got no issue with it. Uh, like he likes dressing up as um, the witch from Room on the Broom. Well, that's the main character from a cartoon he likes. So, oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm not alarmed. My my worry is how the rest of the world sees him. Ah, uh, that's interesting. So yeah. like he'll go to me, oh, can we go to the shops? And I look at him dressed as a little witch and my wife's bought him little like Cuban heeled boots. So he looks like the, so he's got like the proper gear. And then I look and go, what, how are we going to be received if I go to the shop with him like that? Isn't it funny? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not bothered about, you know, what he wants. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. I just worry that we'll go out and one of his friends who maybe does have that pressure sees him and that, you know, that's when bullying starts. Yeah. So I worry about that uh, or, you know, people just going like, have you seen how he lets his, how he lets his kid dress? Got he's you. a wrong and he's a wrong for doing that like I, I don't know if anyone would say that but i worry about that yeah yeah of course you do you yeah. worry about how we're perceived and how it's yeah because like it's because other even though we might be a bit more open-minded and a bit more progressive there's still a lot of people that aren't and, yeah, of course, and yeah. are willing to judge you yeah you're right man i hadn't thought yeah. about that before fucking yeah. hell it's a minefield isn't it yeah it's, you just want to you just want your kids to grow up happy and safe and yeah but you've got to deal with other people yeah <laughs> like the other day he um his grandma bought him these pajamas like they're, they're striped with tigers on them and he absolutely loves them and he uh we wanted to go to the supermarket and he goes can i can i wear this and he comes up to me he's got these pajamas on uh he's wearing his batman slippers and he's got this little like um sort of superhero eye mask on that is quite effeminate actually as, mm. <laughs> as i was looking at it the other day i was like that's actually got a bit of flair on it and uh <laughs> he goes can we go i'm tiger boy and i'm just looking at him thinking Oh, how do I tell him no? He can't go like that. And I was, I was thinking, and I just thought, when we go to the supermarket, it will be fine. You might have yeah. some people going like, oh, "What's that?" Go, fuck them people. Yeah, like fuck the only thing my son is going to remember is his dad telling him no, he can't be who he is. Mate, and yes. I didn't want to be that. 
And I just thought, you know, if someone's going to be horrible to him, I want them to see that it wasn't me, it was them, and what, and, and I'll deal with them in front of him. So yeah. he'll see that whatever he chooses, I'll support him and I'll defend him. And hopefully that he'll have a better memory of that than he would do of me saying to him on the stairs, you're not going out like that. That is so beautifully put. That's exactly it, mate. That's exactly the way. I hadn't thought of it like that because yeah, because yeah. you're because you're worried about what what other people think. Yeah. So yeah, you're fucking right. That'd be yeah, you telling him no would be the thing he remembers. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah, of course. Because there's loads of things when I was growing up, and yeah, you are you know they're like oh no, that's not that's not what boys do. Boys don't do that. Boys don't do that. And you know, and like boys are into football, and I and I tried to get into football because I thought I had to, but. I just knew in my heart that's not what I was into. I didn't care. Yeah. That's, that's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. yeah. Smashing that, Mike. Oh, thanks, mate. That's a sound bite. <laughs> that's it, mate. Yeah, that goes on the poster. <laughs> but it's hard, isn't it? It is hard. It's hard. How did you... So, did you Did you always know you were going to be a dad or you just kind of... Yeah, I did. I, well, I always, always wanted to. Be. Always wanted to mm. like, and... Um, because you always hear that thing, don't you, about like, um, yeah, you love your kids more than anything in the world. You just love them, they love you. And I just always thought to myself, how nice would it be to just have two people that just loved you no matter what you did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I was always like, and I always wanted, I've always been good with kids, always enjoyed, you know, um, playing um, whenever I was around other people's kids. My, my friends, a couple of my friends had kids before, a bit before I did. Mm. And I'd always find myself, whenever you go around anyone's house, I don't have any adult conversation. I'm sort of rolling about on the floor, I'm like, you know, <laughs> playing catch with them and stuff and that type yeah. of stuff. So I was always excited about doing that. I just didn't know how hard it was going to be. No, it's, yeah, it's, you, instinct kicks in, doesn't it? So you're yeah. doing things that you didn't know that you could do when you yeah. have them. But there is that, yeah, there is, it is, it's full on. Again, it's like, it's like when, you know, being a police officer, you're, it's 24 seven. Yeah. You have a moment where you kind of you have to lie down. Like, all right, they're in bed. Right, let's. Right, we can have a bit of dinner. We can watch a bit of telly. But then they're up again, and you're off again, and it's constant, and it's like that until they get to be teenagers. And that's the other thing as well. It's what I learned is that all that time I was worrying about them and their, you know, at their best interests and. And they were like, oh, I love you, Dad. I love you, Dad. And one day they get to te be teenagers. They're like, oh, fuck off, Dad. Yeah, I need yeah. you now. And then and you're sort of left going, what do I do now? I don't yeah. know I don't know what I like. I don't know what I like what to do. Do you know what I mean? I think that's why yeah. you become great grandparents because you you've kind of made all the mistakes. Yeah, 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 <laughs> basically. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? And, yeah. it? and it goes quick as well. I would make the most of it because it goes quick, man. Yeah. Yeah. I've thought about that a lot recently, actually, because like um, already my, my boys finished his first year at like reception at primary school. Mm. And it just like, you haven't, I don't, I haven't really paid a lot of attention to it. Like, because you're trying to work and you're busy and you just drop him off to school and you do what the school asks every now and again, you go. And then before you know it, you're going, that's his first year gone. Yeah. So he's only got another, what, like five at that school. Then, and then he's on to another high school, by which time you don't get as much involved in your high school because you know, they can, you're less likely to take them and drop them off and stuff. And, mm. and then before you know it, yeah, they've gone. So like, Mate, I, I am conscious of that. Honestly, it goes quick. Like like, that, like you've just said, you get that, you go, oh, they're just starting school. Oh, they're in, oh, they're in primary school. Oh, they're just starting, they're just starting second school. That photo of them in their uniforms yeah. or just off the big school. And in the blink of an eye, they're doing exams, they're getting jobs, they're going to uni, they're doing this. And you're like, I've just bought them school uniform. How the fuck is this happening? Yeah. 
you know? And then all of a sudden they're 30, like my oldest is 30 years old. And I'm like, yeah. how, how am I a dad to a 30-year-old <laughs> human man Christ, with a beard? How old were you then when you He's had kids? I like 18 or something? I was 20. 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm 50 now. But yeah, he's got a fucking beard. He looks like a proper Viking. He's like, <laughs> both my sons are like 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, and I look yeah. at them like, how did I, how did I make that? Yeah. And That's they, what my mum's like. My mum's, um, my mum had me at 21. And, uh, really? Yeah, so she's, um, she's 60, turned 60 this year. Last, yeah. last year, yeah, turned 60 last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I turned 40 this year. Did you? I will do in November. Ah, oh, I thought you were younger than that. Oh, oh mate. Well. That's what happens when you don't do all the night shifts that the police want you to do. <laughs> Just crying in the services over the money you didn't get from a gig. Yeah. Instead. <laughs> Have you got a good relationship with your parents? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. We, um, my mum and dad live um, in Kent. Right. Um, obviously, I live in Hampshire. So we've got a bit of distance between us. Um, but that, you know, that's only due to sort of work and life choices and stuff. I see my mum tons. She comes when she can, when I, when I need a bit of extra help to look after the kids, like not as much as I'd like, like, but, um, <laughs> you know, you have to book it in advance. And that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And my, my dad, I have a great relationship like me and him. Um, we bonded over football actually going back to okay. that point. Yeah. So me and him are both Arsenal fans. And, um, so we basically start all of our communication with, watching a game tonight or yeah <laughs> in, uh, like, like i messaged him earlier on because there's some leaked footage about gabriel jesus who's coming to arsenal right and it's been like the one of the most drawn out sagas he's been coming for about four weeks i think he came down the m6 on a milk float right? <laughs> and i saw there was a clip that got leaked today so straight away i messaged my dad and go here look have you seen this have you seen this so we bond a lot over football yeah same mm. with my well it's like my my dad and i it was music that's how because he took me to see my first band when i was 14 yeah. And so it was always, there was always music on when I was growing up. So there was always records around. And so music, and even now, like he's 70, what is he, 75, 76? And even now we still talk about, like, oh, they, they, I see the damned have got a new album out. Oh, this is happening, that's happening. It's always music. Yeah. Because that's, that's how a lot of dads, there, there's something in there between dads and sons. There's yeah. that one subject that you talk, like, you might go, how are you, dad? He goes, yeah, fine. To see uh see the Arsenal the other day and all that, you know. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? It's a. I was always worried. I was like, oh, I wish we talked about more stuff, but then I'm like, at least we've got something. Yeah. Isn't it? And it's yeah. a way of them they are they it's a way of them showing that they love you. Yeah. And I and I'm um I'm glad for that because my uh, my dad didn't have an easy upbringing and, and he's right. very much emotionally a closed book. Yeah, same like, as my dad. Yeah, you don't like I don't tend to know how he really feels about many things. I know um, when he's annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I can't open my eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we do. Oh, cheers, Dad. All right. Yeah, I'm sure I did something somewhere. Yeah, I remember once when he uh, touch the mic. He, I accidentally. Um, well, I'd done something, and he, he went to do the dad thing where he went to slap my legs and go, "You've been naughty." And I, uh, and I pulled my legs up. And his hand ricocheted off my knee and he punched me in the face. Oh, shit. And my eyes were, and I've never seen a man look so gutted in my life. Yeah. Like he'd lost his rag and went to give me a little beat around the legs, as you know, people of that generation did, and just accidentally caught me in the face. And my eyes swelled up a bit, not much. Yeah. But I just, I always remember seeing his face. He was just like, oh, no, what have I yeah, done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. It's yeah. funny. It's like, 
I, it was just how it was back then. Like people go, oh, you, sh- you can't be eating your kids, and like they go, yeah. no, of course, of course not. But that's just how it was back then. Yeah. And it, I don't know, like my dad, my dad recently, he went, well, you know, your mother and I never laid a finger on you. And I'm like, what are you fucking saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't say anything. In my head, I went, what? But then I went, no, I know, Dad, you and Mum were always good. You know, you did this, you did that. And I'm like, what are you chatting about? <laughs> yeah. What they mean is, I didn't eat you when I didn't need to. That's yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't just, yeah, I didn't just go around beating you up for the sake of it. Yeah, I wasn't getting a buzz out of it. <laughs> it had no. to be done. <laughs> <laughs> and I get it because I was a difficult teenager for every for yeah. various reasons. And I do remember Mum and my Mum and I were arguing. I might have said this on here before, but my Mum and I were arguing. And she took a step back, and my brother's bed, because we shared a room, my brother's bed was low down, didn't have any legs on it, and she yeah. stepped back and fell on the bed. So I was down, I went, oh, shit, mum, shit, and I went to pick her up. My dad thought I'd pushed her over. And he came flying in the room, and he's got me on the floor, he goes, how dare you do that to your brother? He's like, and then she's on his back going, he never did it, he never did it, I fell over, I fell over. <laughs> <laughs> and I think about that all the time, like, oh, Jesus, yeah. that was a moment. But it was just... It was just how it was, wasn't it? I know it's, yeah. people go, well, it shouldn't have been. You go, well, more often than not, it was with, with our generations. Yeah, and I don't think that you ever, like, I mean, I've got the, the, the discipline smack a few times. I went, and I'll, I'll be careful when I say that because I don't want anyone to, to take that out of context. I never got a slap I didn't deserve. No, no, no. Like, I was out there pushing boundaries with, uh, and my parents were young as well. My dad was 25, mum was 21. Yeah, and like, I think about how hard I find it now and I'm like nearly 40, I've got a lot more experience than them, yeah. and yet I still find it hard. So you've got two kids raising kids, nice. their frustration levels as they're, as they're looking around going, I don't know what to do. Yeah. A couple of times when I'm dealing with my kids, they don't listen. I look at the wife and go, I've done everything I know how to do. <laughs> like, you need to come up with something or the next thing is slapping, <laughs> which I, yeah. I would never get to. But I understand how that culture, when people were having kids young, that they just that frustration of, I don't know what to do, yeah. comes out. And I think because everyone else was getting beats, like everyone's, everyone got slapped. You go, oh, my mum, give me a clip around here today. Yes, yeah, same. I said this to my mum and she yeah. proper whacked me. Like no one's going, oh, that's really awful that that happened to you. It was happening to everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was, I mean, now, now being a bit more, being grown up and you talk, talk about it and some people went, oh yeah, I was just getting beaten left, right and centre for no reason. You go, oh shit, I didn't know. Yeah, but yeah. the rest of us was pretty much. I think mean, because again, my dad had a shit upbringing. His his parents were fucked. It, my my nan was horrible, and uh, I, I didn't even see her for years. I didn't see her. She's gone now. I didn't see her for like fifteen years because I just just couldn't connect with her. Yeah. Just you know, and it. And so you've got if that's if that's who your your role models are as parents. Yeah. And and, and now I think back, I go, yeah, no wonder my dad was angry. Yeah, he had all that. He was unboxing all that shit while he was trying to deal with us, and yeah. he was a kid himself. So, yeah. So similar to my dad. Yeah, my dad. Yeah. Um, so he was born um, in uh, Leeds, and, he, and his mum and dad split up uh, uh, on a Harrogate. He was born, mm. and um, when his mum and dad split up, his his dad uh, moved down south coast, and they stayed up in there. So he was living with his mum and his brother, and then one day, um, his dad decided he needs some help at home. So drives up, I don't know how old my dad was, seven or eight years old, just got, drives up to Yorkshire, says, I'm taking that one, brings him down south. And he, and he lived down south. Yeah, just went and took him and, and drove oh down God. south. My, and and he, he was making my dad uh, look after his chickens. 
Like, as what a kid. the fuck? Yeah. Just went and got him and I need some labour. Yeah, I need some labour. So I just went and got him, stuck him in the garden looking after chickens. Like a fucking scarecrow. Yeah. yeah. And he would say to my dad, would say to me, yeah, they would just leave me like a sandwich in a brown paper bag and a milk bottle full of tea and I wasn't allowed in the house. They'd just leave it on the doorstep for me all day. Oh my God. And uh, yeah, and he, some of the other stories he's told me, like, um, so he had one toy that he really liked, which was this little like... Um, um, what are those little those they're real worth a bit of money now those little metal cars used to get pushed around oh uh, what um what like like toy ones like dinky the toy ones, ones yeah dinky, dinky toys something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah yeah he had one of them it was a motorcycle and sidecar and it was, it was he goes it was the only thing i had and he goes and one day i was accidentally um he goes i was playing with my dad's zippo lighter and i broke it and uh he's, he goes he goes his dad just come in put his bike on the floor and stamps on it and basically said, yeah, that'll teach you. It's one all now sort of thing. Oh my God. I used to get beat with a belt and all kinds of stuff. So when I think about how my dad's just like, he's probably dealing with all of that, un, yeah. you know, undealt with uh, trauma yeah. that, you know, it's no wonder sometimes my dad would just shut down because he goes, I just literally, I've never, even, he doesn't even have a lived experience to compare it to. No. So oh the fact God. that my dad has achieved what he has in his life and, and raised three kids and, and we're all doing perfectly fine, I, you know, he needs to give himself a bit of credit, I think. No, mate, I, do you know what? It's I know over the years I've given my mum and dad stick going, oh, you, you should be more this, more that. But really, when I think about it, like you've just said, my dad my dad had an awful time growing up. So for him to put a roof over our heads, him and mum, you know, they had their issues, but they've both they both sorted it out and got and got us, you know, we had a half decent life. My God, yeah, you don't think of it like that. You know? Yeah. It's and hopefully the next generation you know, our kids will grow up. I mean, I, it's funny with mine being older now. I was on, I was on Rob Beckett and Josh Widdicombe's podcast the other week. Yeah. And it suddenly, as I was talking, I was like, "Oh yeah, you get an appraisal when they get older." You go, "So how did I do?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're like, "No, you did all right." Because I was, because we, their mum and I, their mother and I broke up loads of times throughout the nineties. Yeah. So I was always, I always felt I'd, I could have been a better dad. But then I talked yeah. to them and go, "No, dad, you were there." You were always there. We always knew you were there. You know, you, you know, you had your moments, but then all parents do. Yeah. And I think it's it, it it's nice. You'll get that as well. You you'll wherever you do as a parent, you'll probably get to a point where you go, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. Or I could have been better. Yeah. But they'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. I I spend a lot of time thinking about like things I used to moan about what my parents did. Like so so we didn't have a great deal of money and we never really went on holiday or did anything like other people were doing. And I spent so much of my life going, we were really hard done by. We didn't get nothing. But like, I'm comparing myself to people that have got parents with, with more money. Like, it's not like my parents yeah. let me down. They did what they could with yeah. what they had. It just, unfortunately, I lived around people whose parents had a bit more. But, you know, I, I can't know. blame my parents for that. We didn't want for anything. When I think back, we had, all the, we had the latest toys. All right, yeah. I might not have had a Millennium Falcon, but I had, a, I had the others. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, but I didn't have that. And my mate had all of them. And like, you fucking... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you still had stuff. Yeah, I had all the Ninja Turtles... But, uh, but my my mate's gone on holiday to Lanzarote, and I was just like, "Why can't we go Lanzarote?" <laughs> yeah. We didn't have we didn't have central heating growing up. It was like classic <laughs> net curtains like iced to the windows. You had to peel them off before school yeah. and all that shit. And I'm like, and then when I left, they got central heating, and they went, "Yeah, we couldn't afford it when you lived here." Yeah. I'm like, "What was I doing that meant you couldn't afford?" <laughs> yeah, I was Why just wanking such... in my room. <laughs> yeah, surely that was generating heat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My room is the hottest room in the house. <laughs> 
<laughs> if anything, you should have followed my <laughs> mate. <laughs> but all you could do is your best, isn't it? All you yeah, can do is it, your yeah. best. That's it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I think as long as you are like sort of sporadically taking stock of of what you're doing and going, you know, am I going the right way? Do I need to be doing something different? Mm. You know, like um, I'm, I'm one of them people where I don't plan that far ahead. I'm a bit like an ant, whereas I'll just do what's in front of me instinctively. <laughs> you know? And my my wife's a big planner ahead, and I know it drives her mental that I don't do it. Um, but I want to be better at that, so like I can because I want to be able to like take my kids to Florida and stuff like yeah. that, and uh, you know, plan on how I'm going to save that and book it and all that type of thing. Whereas I just like looking at my, what's on this week, which I do, and you know, yeah. I email someone, get a gig, you know, a gig in the future. Yeah, I'll have that, and I'll worry about that then. You know, <laughs> it's true yeah. though. I I want, I'm getting better at being organised. I like, I've got a physical diary that I always write shit down in. I never look at the fucking thing, but I've got it. I bought whiteboards. So I was like, right, get the whiteboards on the wall and then write down your week. Yeah. They're still in the cellophane on the side. <laughs> oh, oh, look at this. <laughs> yeah, that, that's them. <laughs> Completely blank whiteboard. Yeah, that's the same. That's what I'm basically <laughs> sat in the corner of this kitchen since I bought it. All my, oh, we got bought off Amazon. There we are, I just fell on the skybox. Yeah, <laughs> that's the same. I've got two of them. <laughs> the only thing I've done on one of them is play Hangman when I was off my head. <laughs> <laughs> what against yourself? No, no, no. I was with someone. Oh, I wonder what this word is. <laughs> yeah. Why am I not getting this? It's yeah, so weird. why am I not winning? I don't understand. <laughs> Hangman again? What the fuck? Yeah, then you start thinking, is this a message? Yeah. Another suicide message. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But have you got, have you got, you know, people you could talk to? If you've got, do you feel that you need to? Do you feel you need to sort of talk to people sometimes? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I, I find it hard to talk about it. Like, for me, it takes me a long time to realise when something's wrong like right. i am um, i tend to so what's happened to me before so when my daughter was born so obviously we uh, i was doing comedy and policing at the time mm. and um we also had my son who was two and a half when she yeah. was born and that's when i first had like a proper wobble whereas i've just gone like i'm doing too much like, right, yeah. and i couldn't i felt like i couldn't remember how i'd been with my eldest mm. so i was and i was looking at thinking oh my god i've forgotten everything i'm meant to do what am i meant to be doing right now and then you're thinking like oh i've actually i've still got to do that i've got to do that and i just pulling myself in too many directions so um that's when i just had to have like i had a month where i just went like, i need to just stop doing everything yeah. and just focus on being a dad yeah um and it took me a little while before because i was i was just i'd come home from work and i and i'd just be sat there and i'd and Jenna'd be like uh you're right and i'd go I'm not, but I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and know I'm just mean. like I felt like this just um unbelievable amount of pressure, but I couldn't just identify what it was. And that that's I tend to find that my my worst stages are when I've got lot too much going on, and mm. I just feel like I'm pulled in too many directions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good, yeah. And yeah. and then you and then what happens is you you can't do any of the things to your best ability because it's too much. Yeah. So then you start worrying that you're letting people down Yeah. and it becomes this spiral and you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and then you just feel shit about yourself, yeah. like you're not good enough. Yeah. You're, you're a fucking waste of time. And it's, yeah, yeah, just, you just, that being able to go, if you can, 
But if you've been able to say to people, do you know what, I can't do that just now, but I'll be able to do it later. I've got a couple of things on, but once I've done them, I could probably help you out with this. Or I could do, you know, being able yeah. to sort of, because we, we, we all do it. We all go, oh, yeah, all right, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do yeah. that. Yeah, I'll do that. And we and we just fuck ourselves up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I'm one of, I, I always, again, bit down to being a people pleaser. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. It's exactly that, mate. It's yeah, exactly I always think that. so. If I say no, then they're just going to think I don't want to do it. Yeah, and they're going to hate me. Yeah, yeah. And being being hated by people, oh, God. I mean, I'm, uh, there must be people out there that think I'm a dickhead. Yeah. I don't know if it's full there on hate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I don't know. One person might hate me for she can get in the bin. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, it's weird, isn't it? Like, when you are, like... Um, when you do have things that put you out there, like obviously your podcast or your comedy or, mm. or you know, th there are just people that will just say horrible things to you. And yeah, they'll, yeah, They'll yeah. hate you. And I, I get that. I've messed about like chucking clips on TikTok and all that kind of thing. And, um, and you, you know, you're guaranteed to get somebody underneath go, you're a prick. Yeah, you know, all the time. Your shit. And it's like, oh, fuck off, will you? Don't, look, don't ever read the comments. I made that mistake. Uh, Vauxhall Comedy Club put a clip up of me yeah. and I, I, I didn't think anything of it and then they messaged me and went you know it's gone off on TikTok just so you know and I went alright oh, and then I had a look I'm like yeah. fucking hell that's alright and then read the comments I started reading the comments and I'm like ah, what am I doing what am I doing uh, there was one fella he went this bloke's as funny as a fart in a space suit and I went, well, at least I wrote this and not nick this off of fucking yeah. Billy Connolly. Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Let people have their whatever. Yeah. Whatever. And that's, and, and that's the, the, we all know the reason why they do that. It's because they wish they could. Yeah. Otherwise, why else do you have an opinion on it? Yeah. Like whenever I watch those, and there's viral clips on everything and anything. If I watch somebody skateboarding, I never go underneath and go, that was a shit kickflip. I don't give a monkey's, <laughs> a, I don't give a monkey's about skateboarding, nor do I want to do it. You know, no. but, you know, the things that you feel strongly about are the things that you wish that you could do. So when you're watching someone, you think, oh, I could probably do that. Or I, I wish I could do that. You want to put that person down to make yourself feel better about it. Like, you know, yeah. if I think they're shit, I need, I need them to know because I, you know, <laughs> the fact that they think they can do it when I should be doing it. Yeah, go and yeah, do it yeah. then. That's not helping you, that comment. Go and fucking do it. Exactly. You, you shitty little melt. <laughs> <laughs> it's true isn't it it's the yeah. you're yeah again you're bang on it's like they feel bad because they're not they're not trying to do it so they're trying to bring everyone down that is doing it yeah you're like mate if you just go and have a bash you know yeah what's the worst that could happen you're shit yeah the worst yeah. can happen is that we film it put a clip out and we tell you everyone you're a wanker <laughs> <laughs> and that's comedy ladies and gentlemen yeah. everyone in between yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you, you know that's probably a genuine reason why some people don't put themselves out there because they are afraid of that, those comments yeah so all the time that trolling exists it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy you know if you can be the troll to perpetuate that trolling exists and the very fact that trolling exists is the thing that stops you going to do the thing you want to do yeah man yeah, 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 yeah. It's true, isn't it? Do you feel, how do you, I mean, cause how do you feel about it all? Like, do you, I mean, you, you're pretty more robust. I mean, mind, mind you, you've been in the police. So I imagine you're quite robust anyway. So I, um, people, so people going, oh, you're fucking shit, mate. Yeah, I don't, it, sometimes it affects me. Sometimes it doesn't. Right? Mm. The thing that affects me the most is, like, I don't mind if you formulate the opinion that I'm shit. Like, that, that does not bother me. No. It's the fact that you think that you can say that to me. Yeah. That's what annoys me. It's almost like a, like, I don't mind if that's your opinion. It's the lack of respect that I can't tolerate. 
<laughs> like, and sometimes I'll comment underneath them and I'll put my gig list on there and I'll go pick one of them and come tell me. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Come I'll and say it come. to my face, dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. Pick one of them dates, buy a ticket and come tell me. I, <laughs> <laughs> whenever it's always someone that hasn't got their face as their as their avatar yeah. and every time it, whenever anyone like that comments i always say listen this is the one and only time i'm going to interact with you you fucking coward all right yeah. otherwise change until you change your avatar to your face and we can see what you look like yeah. you don't get a say in this so jog on knobhead yeah and i think yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't walk up to someone in the street and go you're fucking shit yeah <laughs> Yeah, your your t-shirt makes you look like a right bell end. <laughs> All right, <laughs> those glasses, mate. What the fuck do you think you are? Yeah, just yeah. Uh, it's funny, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. But it, but are you in a good place though? All in all, do you think? Yeah, generally I am. Yeah, um, a medicated space, but it's still good. Oh, are you? Are you on yeah. the old? You on your old pills? Yeah. Uh, how, that, how, how did that make you feel? Does it make you feel better uh, or? Yeah, I've um, when I started taking so I, basically that wobble ad with the daughters when I started taking them, right? Uh, and then um, uh, I upped the dosage when I left the job. Nice. <laughs> it's suddenly, like, oh, this is stressful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, but yeah, they helped me just like because without them, I just have this constant impending feeling of doom. Okay, just like yeah. oh god, this is all just gonna it's all gonna go wrong. Like, what is the point? You know, you're just constantly sighing to lift this weight off your chest, like. Oh God, you know, I was no, felt like mate. that a lot. So, um, yeah, but otherwise, yeah, I still obviously get stressed out because I'm, mm. uh, I'm a middle-aged man now. And, you know, if you don't yeah. suddenly have random outbursts that you just want to smash your kitchen up, then I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know how you're coping in life at all. But I know um, what you mean. There's been a few yeah. times I've just been stood in the kitchen just going, fuck! I don't even know why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're getting a new kitchen fitted in a few months. I keep asking the missus, when's that going to be? Because at one point I'm just going to kick fuck out of it. <laughs> oh, mate, do you know what? When I, I remember years ago when we bought a house I was with my ex-wife and yeah we we were the, the lads were re, they were putting an extension on the back of it and then the kitchen was getting moved out into the extension so the day that we didn't need the kitchen anymore it all be moved out of the back I went fucking I went all guns blazing <laughs> kicking the doors yeah. off smashing the t oh mate there's nothing better if you've got tiles in your kitchen yeah yeah when you're getting them off the wall ah. Oh, Talk about therapy, mate. Yeah, got floor tiles as well. I lift them out. Yeah, go, go, go for it. Elf forever, mate. Yeah, I look for. I want to see. I want to see you video that. I want to yeah. see that online. Yeah, I'll put it online, and then there'll be loads of comments underneath. You hold sledgehammer like an absolute nonce. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking prick. That's not how you get yeah. tiles off the wall, dickhead. Yeah. Have you noticed it? he's got fucking wrong protective goggles on? <laughs> fucking pussy. You don't do that in Crocs, you can't. It's all right, C word there, everybody. <laughs> comes up now and again. Comes up again. <laughs> Mike, this has been amazing, mate. I knew you'd be good chat. Cheers, man. It's been lovely. It's been nice to be on. Oh, it's been lovely, mate. When can, where can we find you? Um, oh, Christ. Uh, I've got a few gigs coming up. Um, I need to update my website. So, but oh, don't we I all, will. mate? Don't we all? Eventually, it. I will. So, we wonder um, why no one comes to see us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't know where yeah, we check are. Check my website out. That's what I do. I check my website out. Come and say it to my face, and they go, oh, "Will you know? Yeah. <laughs> you ain't got no fucking dates up." <laughs> this is 2018. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I am. Uh, me and Simon Lomas are opening for Bill Bailey at the Friday and Saturday. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we'll get in, mate. On one of Wayne Beast's gigs. So um, yeah, we're doing uh, Walsall Arena Friday, and then um, 
wherever we are Saturday. I have again, let's see, I haven't looked past it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm the same, mate. I just, yeah. I know day to day, I'll go day to day gigs wise. And uh, yeah, but what about online? Where can we, where can we find you on the socials? Uh, so you got, uh, I'm on Twitter. So if you want to get involved in police debate or just me being a general bellend, uh, Twitter at Mr. Mike Cox. Instagram is probably the best one. Comedy underscore Mike. Um, got a Facebook page, but no one ever really uses anymore. Uh, or my website, uh, www.mikecoxcomedy.com. Nice one. Did you get, I, I remember you, you did, you supported uh, Clinton Baptiste. Yes. And then there was that story. Uh, I think you met Chris Moyles. Yeah, and he made it. He took the piss out of your name. He tried to. He tried to, and you just looked. <laughs> you just stared at him like yeah. you'd never heard it before. Yeah, yeah. He just went, "My Cox." Went, Is that yeah. your real name? I just went, "Yeah." <laughs> do something with that, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do remember being at school with a guy called Mark Hunt, and it's when you, <laughs> yeah, and he used to get stick. And then one day he came into school and he was eight foot tall, and no one took the piss again. Uh, yeah, he just kind of sprouted, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, "Okay." Yeah. I got interviewed by an online um, magazine or paper from Chicago, and they were basically just interviewing um, well-known people called Mike Cox, or say well-known people who were in the public <laughs> eye, whatever. So there was like this: um, there was a doctor, an actor, uh, me as a comedian, and there was someone else, and uh, all about our experiences of being called Mike Cox. Like, as a kid, never came up. No. Just hard, like you no know, Cox. I've got a bit of banter for, yeah. but like nothing that you know, not that you would consider hurtful or bullying or anything like that, um, and nothing to do with the fact that it's like my Cox. It's not even really a sentence, anyway, is it? No, of course it's not. Yeah. You have to really work hard to make that into something, and <laughs> so it never really happened. These poor people in America got rinsed. Like their stories were, yeah, that every day was relentless at high school. Really? Like, of course it was. You went to American high school. <laughs> Shit holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember there was a kid at my school called Martin Cox, and we yeah. were running around, and then someone shouted out quickly, everyone touch Cox. And I just <laughs> fell on the floor. <laughs> what I meant was touch Martin, but yeah. it, we were in an all boys school, honestly. I think I laughed for a whole day. Yeah. I'm going to use it, actually, in my name at one point. When I'm big enough, eventually, if people. Um, please subscribe to my website and all that type of thing. Uh, and I get a big enough fan base. You know, like uh, Lady Gaga calls them, I don't know what she calls them actually, the, the monsters or whatever. Oh, yeah. My fans are going to be called the Mike Cox Massive. <laughs> mate, oh my God. Excellent, excellent way to finish. Well done, mate. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Cheers, mate. mate. See you later. <laughs> Insane in the membrane. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production. <laughs> 